Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Muni360 podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm happy to be joined today by my colleague, Scott Sprower, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Scott is a portfolio manager and senior managing director with Mackay Municipal Managers, leading our California-focused and taxable municipal bond strategies. So let's jump right in. Scott, great to have you on Muni360 Podcast. In our most recent podcast, we were talking about our top five insights for the year. As a reminder, these insights represent our macro views, but also themes that we're implementing in the portfolios that we manage. In our insights, we were saying, you know, I think everyone would agree that the last 24 months, things have changed quite a bit in our lives. And so has the municipal market. The overarching theme for our insights we're calling Embrace Change. One of the points that we were talking about in our last episode was volatility and our view that volatility would really increase this year. January is typically a strong month for municipals, but we haven't seen that. So, Scott, can you tell us what has happened so far? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much, Chris. What we've really seen is the market pull forward Fed rate hike expectations. We came into the year with expectations that the Fed would obviously raise rates this year in 2022 three to four times. Really, through the first six weeks of this year, that has increased dramatically to anywhere from six to seven times this year. So a very aggressive hike path. And also now there's talk of a 50 basis point hike right out of the gate in March at the uh, FOMC meeting in March. So the market had to digest and adjust it very swiftly with an incredible uh, increase in rates through these first six weeks of the year to really kind of price in this new hawkish Fed. So it sounds like, Scott, this is a combination in the market of a macro reaction, but also a little bit of investor behavior in our market. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, absolutely right. Great. And Scott, amidst the backstrop that you're describing, there are really two overarching forces that we often see in the market, definitely retail behavior and also you know, the municipal dealer community. What are some of those nuances and what are you seeing lately? Well, typically what we've seen is you know, the retail investor buying bonds direct. And that has not been the case for around 10 years, 10 plus years. And I'll get into that in one second. And then also, coincidentally, at the same time, the dealer community doesn't have the liquidity that they have. And this is really for both parties going back to the financial crisis of 08, roughly. So you're now 10 plus years into this new kind of paradigm in municipals where the typical out was selling into retail demand, and also the dealer community really stepping up when there was volatility in the market, they would step in and usually kind of smooth out some of those valleys, to be honest with you, because they had a tremendous amount of capital. There also were prop books, leverage books on the bank side that you don't have anymore. So there was a real paradigm shift in the marketplace that's, you know, the pendulum really has swung to the buy side. So we are now kind of the price setters in the market, and that's both in the primary market and the secondary. So we've got, uh, I'd say, a little bit more power from that perspective instead of being a price taker historically prior to the financial crisis. 
Thanks, Scott. And let's take a minute to talk about municipal credit. You know, a lot of many, many people were concerned about municipal credit during the pandemic, after the pandemic. Looking ahead in 2022, spend some time talking about municipal credit from our perspective. Yeah, sure. It's and, and obviously it's a question that comes up a lot in client meetings. Obviously, 2020 COVID crisis, municipal credits really were front and center in terms of what was hit hardest. Obviously, if you think about healthcare, hospitals, airports, travel, all that kind of went to zero at a very, you know, very quick pace in terms of revenue streams. Toll roads, obviously, people stopped traveling, they stayed at home. So there's a tremendous impact to a number of our credits. What we saw, and obviously the government's response of fiscal stimulus and fiscal support was tremendous for the municipal asset class. But typically, there's also reserves, cash reserves and liquidity facilities at many of these revenue back bonds or obligors in our marketplace. So airports, for instance, were able to weather the storm because they had a tremendous amount of cash on hand. Even though spreads blew out, those were attractive opportunities from our perspective. Hospitals, healthcare as well. And they also, again, got the fiscal support. So they weathered the storm very, very well. On the geo side, you see property values drop. You see the stock market drop. We didn't see that because there was such federal support. The stock market weathered the storm. Property values actually increased during this time period because more and more people wanted to be, have a home, be in a home away from, you know, the public to some extent and public transportation. So that obviously supported the revenues that back many municipal bonds in our marketplace. It was somewhat interesting where Spreads blew out, but at the end of the day, the muni asset class was very, very strong. Fundamentals were very strong, healthy, and that momentum through the crisis 2020 into 21 and now into 22 has only continued, to be honest with you. So on the geo side, many, many obviously credits are tax back credits, and that really is derived from property values. So those have remained elevated. And I would just say the coffers at the state level specifically are very, very strong. There's rainy day funds, there's liquid reserves, paying down debt. So the muni asset class has done very, very well, held up very, very well through this epic shock to the economy. So fair to say, from a credit fundamentals point of view, munis have exceeded expectations relative to the feelings that many had you know, mid-2020 and later. Absolutely right. Okay. So next point really I would want to bring into the mix is the political landscape and public policy. Makai Municipal Managers often talks about the importance of understanding the political landscape and public policy when it comes to our marketplace. What are some of the issues of the day that you see and recent impacts? Well, this is an unusual time. We always talk about public policy. We think we always want to know and, and kind of pay attention at the local level politics at the local level, but also at the federal level. So we're watching D.C. very carefully. As I mentioned, the fiscal support that was needed um, through the shock that we saw in 2020 was necessary. Now you're starting to see kind of more of a normalization. Again, not perfectly normal by any means because there's still some stimulus in the system. But at the end of the day, we're kind of getting more back to, I'd say, a little bit more normal and open kind of economy. Politically, we're always thinking about tax rates. Obviously, tax rates either rising or falling will dictate the demand, the ebb and flow of demand for tax-exempt munis. Our opinion is that tax rates are not declining anytime soon because of the deficits that were generated through the COVID crisis. So we think tax rates are going to be elevated at the federal level, which means demand for tax-exempt income and municipals will stay elevated. We're also watching midterm elections in the near term because there could be a shift in power in Congress. And that obviously, if you think about what the Biden administration has been trying to do in terms of some of the big programs, 
they're having a more a more difficult time now as some of the Democratic senators push back a little bit on these grand plans. And therefore, fiscal stimulus is starting to kind of subside. The size of the programs are obviously being reduced. And if there's a shift in power in November, many of these programs will be left behind. So that's something from an economic standpoint, more of a macro perspective. We're thinking about kind of the direction of rates and, and the economy, the direction of the economy as well. Thanks, Scott. We're going to switch gears a little bit. I think we can agree that over the years, we've met many investors that have historically taken more of a passive buy and hold approach to municipal bond investing, whether that's a separately managed account or a laddered portfolio. For those that are looking for a different approach, what would you tell those investors? Well, I mean, this has been our thought for decades that you really want in the municipal marketplace to be an active relative value manager. We think that that can deliver returns, outperformance, you can deliver alpha over long periods of time if you take that approach. Buy and hold strategies may work for a short period of time, but over the long run, they don't necessarily hold up versus more dynamic portfolio management styles. So that's something that we truly feel it sets us apart from many of our peers. And we do think that through volatility, and you talked about it in the beginning at the top of the show, in terms of embracing change, this is a year, you know, I'd say more than ever, maybe the last couple of years have been a perfect example where active management comes into play. This year is, again, going to be another one with the volatility. We didn't expect the volatility to happen the first six weeks of the year. We've priced in a tremendous amount of Fed impact, I would say, between the unwind of quantitative easing, quantitative tightening, unwind of the balance sheet, and also the Fed rate hike path, the increased rate hike path. So there's a lot to digest. There's a lot for the market to digest, and there's a lot of unknowns because we've never experienced this before. So you're going to encounter volatility. So you need an active manager. We also need a manager that can provide its own liquidity. We touched on the dealer community earlier. The dealer community doesn't have the capital to really be that backstop that it used to be. Now that pendulum, as I mentioned, swung towards our side. And so we do want to maintain liquidity and take advantage of the volatility in the marketplace. Many of our peers don't necessarily manage portfolios the same way. They believe in max yield and lower cash percentages, if not zero cash percentages, sometimes leverage. So different philosophies, to be honest. But we do believe that you know, through thick and thin, through most markets, active management, no leverage actually works very, very well in a fragmented municipal marketplace. So, Scott, you're sitting right off the L.A. trading desk as we speak. Let's turn our attention to the West Coast for a minute. There are reasons why Mackay Municipal Managers runs dedicated California-focused strategies for California investors. Can you tell us more about that and why that is? Sure. Opening an office out here five years ago was an integral part of kind of our growth strategy and our growth pattern. California has the largest number of ultra high net worth individuals in the country and growing exponentially on an annual basis and also is the largest issuer in the municipal marketplace. So really having a foothold in a key market in the municipal landscape was important to us. And we felt that our strategy, our management strategy or style fit very, very well with the different types of issuers that are out here, the different structures and types of bonds that we can find and structure a portfolio with, but also how to assist the ultra high net worth investors in meeting their fixed income goals. And tax exempt income is a very kind of integral part of those goals for them. And staying on California for a second, I often find, I know you do as well, that there's a variety of perceptions around the strength of credit 
within the state of California in general. From our perspective, Makai's municipal manager's perspective, how would you assess the credit landscape within the state of California? It's been very, very strong. I know that there's been volatility in the past. They've diversified their economy. This is more at the state level. The state of California has done very well since the financial crisis of 08, and they've continued to improve. As I mentioned earlier, fundamentals of municipal credit held up very, very well because they had many cash reserves or liquidity reserves and also got the stimulus and cut expenses too. So the state of California was no exception. Coming into the COVID crisis, they had reduced some of their outstanding debt. They had paid down some debt as the economy was chugging along. They've increased their rainy day fund coffers to the required percentages. So that also helped the weather the downturn that we experienced just for a short period of time in kind of economic or revenues from a top level or top line growth, I should say. But at the end of the day, 2020, they were expecting the middle of the year, they're expecting a $50 billion deficit at the state level. You fast forward a year later into 2021, and the reality was that they had a $70 billion surplus. So California is a very dynamic state, very dynamic economy, one of the largest in the world. And they were able to weather that storm. And then subsequently, many of the underlying credits at the local level also were able to weather due to the state's assistance and also the fiscal support. So there's tremendous opportunity from a fundamental standpoint, very, very strong at the state level and local level. And again, from an issuance standpoint, the largest issuer in our market. So there's a tremendous opportunity to own different credits, own diversified revenue streams, and for me to construct diversified portfolios across different sectors. Great. And just going a little bit further into California a bit more. So when looking at opportunities in the state of California, what are some of the nuances that you would point out relative to what we see on a national level in the municipal landscape? You know, to be honest, I think within California, as I I kind of touched on it, there is such a broad array of different types of issuers that a diversified portfolio is very easy to structure on the revenue side, but also even on the geo side. Everybody thinks of just California geos, but there's so many local municipalities that are strong, healthy, that you could actually pick up incremental yield over other geo credits on the national level. And also different structures too. what we refer to as retail type structures, lower dollar price. So twos, threes and four percent coupons are very attractive and an incredible way to pick up incremental yield in a high tax state like California. And you don't necessarily have that same type of flexibility at the national level. But also there's a tremendous amount of liquidity for those lower coupon, more retail structures in California because it is a high tax state. and There's a tremendous amount of wealth, as I mentioned earlier and demand for those types of lower dollar price bonds. Thank you, Scott. Very helpful. We certainly want to have you back. Clearly, the municipal marketplace is highly complex. I'm sure our listeners will find your comments and insights really, really helpful. Before we let you go, are there any sort of key takeaways or parting thoughts for investors to consider as we look forward? Yeah. You know what? The one thing I would highlight right now, Chris, is that the market, while volatile and very kind of painful through the first six weeks of the year, We think that this is an attractive opportunity to get into munis and to allocate more dollars towards the municipal asset class. It's a very high quality asset class. We've seen more, excuse me, upgrades than downgrades last year, and that's going to continue again this year. The move that we've seen in rates, the increased yields, wider spreads, really, really attractive from our perspective right now. Again, we know it's been a violent move. Negative returns are not great, but this should set up, I believe, 
we talk at the end of the year, this should set up for a very, very attractive total return opportunity for California and national investors. Really helpful, Scott. I think it helps to keep people in perspective with what we're seeing in the marketplace. That wraps up this episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Alpha measures a fund's risk-adjusted performance and is expressed as an annualized percentage. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. Interest rate risk is the potential that a change in overall interest rates will reduce the value of a bond. This material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Managers team of Mackay Shields LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Mackay Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Mackay Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company.